Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are talking about our top challenges of being pregnant for the second time. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to say to our Spotify listeners, if you listen to us on Spotify, give us a rating. Did you know that you can give ratings on Spotify? It's a new feature, apparently. So if you go to the little dots, you can go to rate this show, and we would love to get some ratings and be able to reach more listeners. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's jump into the episode. Now, there's kind of a running joke about this COVID-19 pandemic that if you don't make it out of this pandemic without a puppy or a baby or an air fryer, did you really experience it? And I can say that I have, I have gained two of them. (laughs) Amanda, have you experienced this, this pandemic? No, I don't have an air fryer. Well, obviously I'm not having another baby. We already have a dog and no, I don't have an air fryer. So I guess I need to go buy myself an air fryer. Okay. So, um, I, we recently purchased an air fryer, so we are now air fryer people. And, um, I'm now trying to figure out like the different things to do it. But obviously I also had baby number three, I had Maeve in a pandemic. Um, so We've kind of been there. Also, I think the other things too, um, there, you know, there's all these different trends that have happened, um, through this pandemic, which have set, you know, kind of people have experienced. And for a lot of people, they have, there's been pandemic pregnancies, second pregnancies, third pregnancies, because sometimes what else is there to do other than have sex and get pregnant? Right. But yeah, especially if you don't have kids, once you have kids, yeah, it's a little bit harder. A little bit more thought out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But one thing that I think is a really good thing to talk about is being that we both have had multiple pregnancies um, because we have multiple children. There are some kind, there are some common experiences and challenges that we both faced while being pregnant for the second or third time. Um, And, and I think it's a good thing to to talk about because it's the reality of being a mom to more than one child. Well, I always say that my second pregnancy was so much harder than my first pregnancy. And my first pregnancy was when I was pregnant with the twins. And it was solely because I was chasing after two, two two-year-olds. Oh no, they would have been like one and a half to one and a half year olds while I was pregnant with just one baby, but it was a lot, a lot more work, a lot more tiring. 
Absolutely. So we have a, our kind of our top challenges. And our first one is dealing with morning sickness and also cooking through along the lines of sickness and food cooking when you have are experiencing food aversions, because like there's nothing worse than having to cook when you don't want to cook and you feel like crap. Well, even if it's not a food aversion, like sometimes you're just tired. So yes, you have, you have morning sickness and then you're not sleeping well, and then you have food aversions and then you just don't want to cook because you're so tired from everything. <laughs> At least that's how I always felt. I honestly, I didn't get morning sickness either time or have food aversions. I had cravings, but not aversions. So I'm, I'm the wrong person to comment on it. Well, I, I, um, had some strong aversions and just like general apathy towards food, but along the lines, it, I found food at times very triggering, especially in the first trimester of like, just not feeling great. And then not, not wanting to be in the kitchen cooking, but realizing I still have to cook for the kids. So I'm still, you know, the primary food provider, And I just kind of had to suck it up and do it, which then perpetuated my feeling, my constant nausea, um, because I didn't actually throw up, um, because of morning sickness, but I had the 24 seven nausea for quite a while. So, um, it just kind of perpetuated that feeling of just being like, "Ugh, I feel terrible. And it was, it was pretty constant and I could do all the cooking in the house. So it was, it was for me, it was there all the time. And that was rough. That was definitely a challenge for me. For me, it was exhaustion while cooking. The end of the day, I did not want to cook dinner. Right. Cause I'd been on my feet chasing children. So yeah, cooking dinner is a hard thing while you're pregnant with baby number two or three. Like that segues perfectly into our next, our uh, next point of being exhausted and not being able to rest because you're already being a mom to a child that you're chasing after or caring for. Um, And the reality is you're probably not sleeping all that great through your pregnancy either, Um, either for comfort or in pregnancy insomnia, like whatever the reasons are sleep is hard to come by when you're pregnant. Um, and then you add in an already existing child and it's just, it's very few and far between. Well, yeah. Cause caring, caring for a child is just exhausting, right? So when, when you're growing a child and caring for a child, it's like just killer exhausting. I just always felt like I was completely drained by the end of the day. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think too, I think too, like one of the very big differences between your first pregnancy and a second pregnancy is when you're pregnant for the first time, you have the ability, if you're tired to have a nap, put your feet up, like rest your body, like, you know, meet those exhaustion or those you're just being tired needs. Right. So you're able to rest and relax. Um, and the reality is when you have a baby already, or you have a child already, a toddler, you know, whatever age, that level of rest does not come easily because you have to be a mom. It, it, that's one of the biggest glaring differences between first and second pregnancies is the inability to rest and like take a nap when you want to. Um, and I think that's a huge, it's a huge challenge. 
Yeah, like if you can figure out a way to have a nap, like that is absolutely amazing, <laughs> right? But I know like some days when the boys would nap, I would try to have a nap, but like you're still kind of listening for your kid right so like we've had this conversation before where when you're listening to the monitor for your baby you don't sleep as soundly so I found that like when I napped when I was pregnant with the boys I would wake up feeling refreshed and then when I would wake up when I was pregnant with Caroline I just I felt a little bit better but like I wasn't I still was exhausted I I think with being pregnant with um with Finn, when I was pregnant with Finn, I, I was just, I've said this before too. Like I quite often forgot that I was pregnant with Finn, um, during Finn's pregnancy because I was so busy chasing after Freya and along because of that, I really didn't even give my brain the opportunity to say like, Hey, you need, I I'm tired. We need to rest. I just, it wasn't a thing that I could even, consider or get. So I like actively ignored it. Um, and that was hard, but it it's, um, yeah, it was just that level of exhaustion, right. is just hard, especially in the beginning, the first trimester when exhaustion just hits you. Oh, I, and then with Maeve, I felt like I had been run over by a truck. I was so exhausted. Um, and like, these were, it, it was a maze pregnancy took exhaustion to a whole new level. And I think it was a combination of being a mom to two kids already, but also being, um, old, like, you know, that much older than two years older than I was with Finn. And, and just, I, I remember being just like hit by a truck and, thank goodness I had been written off at 30 weeks, um, to try and like keep her in and lengthen the pregnancy because then I was able to have naps, but like, there were times where I'd be like, Oh, I'm just going to go, you know, go put the laundry away upstairs. And I'd be like, I'm so exhausted from putting the laundry away. I need to go have a nap. And like, I would lay down and just fall asleep from doing that. Thank goodness they were at school, like at daycare. So I was okay. Like they were cared for because there were times where I just could not keep my eyes open. Well, and we've always said, like, if you can nap, like, make sure you're taking care of yourself and nap instead of, you know, doing the dishes or the laundry or whatever, because like your spouse, that's one way your spouse can help out. Yeah, it sucks. Your spouse comes home from working, working during the day and has to do the dishes, but like, you're growing a human, right? Like, it's important to take care of you as well. Yeah, it was it for me the level of exhaustion compared from like Frey's pregnancy, Finn's pregnancy, and then in May's pregnancy. May's pregnancy was by far the most exhausting. I just it was a massive noticeable difference for me. Um you're right though. Like I always with Caroline, I always forgot I was pregnant. Right. Like I always felt like with the boys, like I would like rub my belly and talk to them and stuff. And then I remember one night lying in bed, feeling exhausted, saying, I'm so sorry that I don't talk to you as often. I'm like, but you're still loved and you're still wanted. Well, so. well, that like that really segues really perfectly into our next 
our, our next point is like the level of guilt and feeling guilty about not being able to keep up with your first baby and not being able to have like feeling guilty about not having a second, second pregnancy that is like your first. Yeah. No pregnancy is going to be like your first, your first is kind of like a one-off because you're right. You have all that extra time on your hands right you don't have someone you're responsible for you're not tied down like I remember my first pregnancy I was still working and I was still able to go go off and do stuff and pick stuff up and you know pick up baby stuff that I needed and and then with my second pregnancy like I was a lot more tied down because if I went anywhere I had to take the boys (laughs) and I was always tired and I didn't really want to go out anywhere because it was so much work and yeah, it was, it was just a lot, it was different and it was a lot harder. And like even having Caroline as a baby versus the boys, it was very different because I've always said like, like I kind of felt like she was a tag along, right? Like I didn't get that quality time that I got with the boys and you know, she was always loved and wanted and stuff but like it was there was it was a lot harder for me with her as a baby versus the boys and it had nothing to do with her it just had to do with the situation of having these two other small children and then having this baby right so it's a completely different dynamic but that doesn't mean that you don't feel guilty well and like you do feel guilty yeah you feel guilty and also like when you're when you're pregnant with your first, yes, you know, you're busy because like you're, you're still working, you're going to school, whatever you're, you're still busy. It's just busy in your pre pre, like pre baby life compared to when you're pregnant with your second, you're busy in your life with your child. If you're, if you're a working mom as well, like you have all these additional, um, like, all these additional pulls and places that you need to be and things that you need to do that are on your shoulders. Um, so the level of guilt is just there. And one of the biggest feelings of not being able to like of guilt, I think that goes along with it is not being able to keep up and do the things that you did with your first baby like you did at the level you did prior to getting pregnant, because there are physical limitations, the exhaustion, right? Like the bad hips, the sore hip, um, you know, sore back and just the physical limitations that go along with pregnancy as you grow, that can lead to guilt for sure. Um, because you're like, I'm sorry, you know, I know you want to go to the park and I want to take you to the park, but we can't. And like, this is a perfect example. So when I was pregnant with Maeve, it was December. Um, it was before Christmas, I think. Um, so I had reached 34 weeks. And so at that point we were, this is when I was pregnant with Maeve. So, um, I had reached 34 weeks. So we were kind of like on when is this baby coming? And we had snow, the kids wanted to go to the park. And so I said, yeah, Oh, wait. Yes. Yes. I did take them this I'm combining stories, but, um, we had had snow and we wanted to go to the park. So I walked down the hill cause we live on top of a hill and there's a little park that we go to. So I walked down the park. We had lots of fun. We started walking up. Finn did not want to come back. 
And so he laid down in the snow and he was refusing to come to keep walking and he was melting down. I had my belly and Freya was like, come on, let's go. And I was just like, I physically can't carry him up the steep hill. I was just, I was stuck. And so I had to call Peter and thank goodness he was working from home that day. Cause I called Peter and I said, I need you to come down the path to get Finn so that we can come home and have lunch <laughs> because I was not able to physically pick Finn up and carry him because he was two. Um, and I couldn't, he was two and a half and I couldn't carry him up the hill with my belly at 34 weeks wondering, are, am I going to have this baby now? Uh, and that was the last time that we went to the park uh, until the day that I had, I went into labor. Well, and the thing is, that's an exhausting situation, even if you're not pregnant, right? Like dealing with a kid, throwing a temper tantrum, having to try to get them up, like walking in the snow, uphill. (laughs) Like that situation is draining when you're not pregnant. So when you're pregnant, like it's like crippling almost, right? Like no wonder you had to get Peter. Well, yeah, but like, thank goodness he was home. But I hadn't even thought it hadn't even crossed my mind that like, if Finn decided that he didn't want to come home and he had a t- like a tantrum and was like, nope, digging his heels in, I had no, I hadn't thought of a contingency plan. It hadn't crossed my mind, but that was a glaring, like that was really showed me the physical limitations of where I was in my pregnancy with Maeve with the other two kids. Um, and I was like, oh, wow. And then I just, and then it became a rule that I couldn't take the kids to the park by myself in case, you know, one of them decided they didn't want to walk up the hill because it is a steep hill. Like granted it is a steep hill. Um, and kids have tantrums that just happens. And that was a really wake up call, a big wake up call for me of like, I want to take you to the park, but I physically, I can't. And then you feel guilty about it. I was going to say, there's always things to feel guilty of, right? Where there's mom guilt, it's never ending. Oh no. Everything's like you get pregnant and you have mom guilt. It's just, you know, and then you have it for the rest of your life. It's true. Your guilt transforms and you'll find, you'll feel guilty over the, the smallest things. Like we could, there we go. There's a whole episode on mom guilt. So, okay. So let's go on to our kind of next top challenge, which I think is extremely, extremely common for a lot of not just moms, but dads as well, and partners, um, worrying about your first child's adjustment to all of the changes and the new baby. This is something I think that is on when you get pregnant there for, you know, a second or a third time, it's just like, oh my goodness, how is my child going to handle this? Because it is such a monumental change to the whole family dynamic. Oh, it's certainly a huge change. And it's funny because even for me, I was like, oh, how are the boys going to handle it? I read up on how to introduce the baby and stuff like that. And I remember I read to not be holding the baby when they come into the hospital room, to have it in the bassinet beside, kind of like off to the side because they're going to want to see you because they've been separated from you. And the boys walked in the room and beelined it for the baby. Didn't even, didn't even look at me. They're like, hi, mom. They beelined it for Caroline, right? So, yeah. So 
you can prep them all all you want right but whatever happens is going to happen right so yeah they uh it, but and for me it was a little bit different because my kids always had a sibling right mm-hmm. so it was just one more sibling to have so it could have been that could have dictated how everything went a little bit too right like I would think it'd be more of adjustment if you're an only child and all of a sudden there's another baby um so Freya when I had Finn Freya adjusted beautifully there was really no adjustment period at all for when Finn was born but she was also really young she was under two when Finn was born and so she didn't really have no much. And like I've said it before in the in our lives and in our group and on the podcast, like I really didn't prepare Freya at all for Finn's arrival um, <laughs> at all. I didn't do anything. Um, and thankfully, like, you know, daycare did a really great job and helped prep her. But it wasn't something on my radar. I didn't really think about it. And I think it was partially my own ignorance. Um, but I think her age played into it too. She was old enough to be away from me and with Finn, with me being away for a couple of weeks with Finn being in the different hospitals and NICU and everything that was really helpful and having the support of my parents and Peter, you know, taking over like the parent, the default parent, uh, role and with me being away, that was really helpful. So like Freya really didn't have hers. Her transition was pretty seamless. Um, and then the concern for me though, was I did think about it when I was pregnant with Maeve and because Freya was older, um, Finn was old enough to understand kind of general what was happening. And I did actively, you know, engage them in my belly growing and they used to walk around with babies in their bellies. Like I have a great picture of the three of us, uh, like Finn, Freya and myself with babies in our bellies. So like I have me, I'm pregnant and they have dolls in their shirts and it's super cute. That was like Thanksgiving weekend, I think. And so it was really, I was really worried about it. Again, they were really excited when Maeve came. So that was really good. There was Maeve settled in really easily. So the transition was really well, but Freya was also at an age where she did struggle, not initially, but later on. Um, And it was more so for one of the concerns of like lacking mom access to me because I was with Maeve all the time. She was with daddy. Um, she, she struggled. And so there have been, and even now she's like, Oh, I just wish that like you and I could do something. She's able to articulate that now. Cause she's five and a half. And so there's that, but it wasn't a worry for me the first time it was pretty seamless. Um, but I think one of the other super common worries that goes along with the adjustment from one baby to two, two to three is like moms often have like, how am I going to, will I have enough love to give went for this baby? Like, I love my child so much already. How am I going to love someone else as much as I do? And that kind of worry of transitioning and then worrying about how am I going to do it all with two babies or with three babies? Like, 
there's so much worry that goes along and anxiety that goes along with adjusting to the transition of getting, going from one to two or two to three, three to four, you know, whatever it is. Um, there's a lot of adjustments happening, but, and naturally there's struggles and fears that go along with it. Yeah. And I think motherhood, motherhood in general, just going with the flow of things. Right. So like it, yeah, it's worrying about things and feeling guilty about things, but it's also trying to figure things out. Right. So, you know, when, when there's a reaction to something, it's like, okay, how do we solve this problem? Right. And that's basically motherhood is troubleshooting stuff. Right. Yeah. And then like, when you have the baby, it's like, I'm going to try this. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to try this. And then I try this and you try this. Like when you have an issue, you just try, you keep going through trying every possible option until you find something that fits. Um, well, and, and that's why like the, the mommy mentorship program that we have, where we have a, a group of ladies um, at various stage of their, of their first years of motherhood in the group is good because like, someone has a problem they put it there and they get a whole bunch of different answers as to how to troubleshoot the problem that they're having right so and that's what it is it's like when there's a problem you're just trying to figure out how to best navigate it so when you're you know introducing a new child to the family like yeah you got to figure out what's the best way to make your older kids still feel loved and important while introducing this new baby. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That was one thing that I really, I was concerned about. So Maeve bought Frey and Finn babies, dolls and baby carriers, um, because I knew that I would be wearing Maeve a lot. So like there were times where all three of us were carrying, holding it, like had our babies and baby carriers. It was very cute. I think in, engaging them and involving them helps with that. Um, but the, the fear and the worry about how your firstborn is going to do when a new baby comes is so natural. And um, it's just challenge to kind of handle it and work your way through it. Okay. So let's go on to our next topic. And that is our next challenge, I guess I could say is, and this one is a real logistical one is finding time to prepare for baby number two. It's just like the reality of doing stuff when you have a baby a child already. Yeah. Like, and it's funny. Cause like, it's figuring out what you need to do. Like, do you need to move your, your first child into a new bedroom, right? Like, is that part of the logistics of it? Or are you just moving the crib out of that room? Or like, how is this going to work for your family? What's best for the older child? You know, is it exciting that they get a new room? Do they get a big kid bed? Like, yeah, there's a lot of things to figure out. And then if, are you buying new furniture, right? Like, so yeah, there's a lot of different little pieces. And luckily, now that we live in this online world, like it's kind of easier to scope things out from home and then figure out what you want and then do it, right? But yeah, there's still the logistics of getting everything done and organized. Well, even Pat, even beyond the furniture aspect, but like, you know, if you have, if you are a, if you feed with formula, 
you know, getting out bottles so that they're sanitized and ready, like reorganizing your counters, um, packing your hospital bag. If you are having, if you have found out what your, what the gender of the baby is, um, you know, put, and you have the same gen, if you're having two of the same, you know, pulling through and sorting through clothes and cleaning the clothes and spot staining, because when you take out clothes that you put away, even though they're clean, when you put them away, you box them, when you take them out, there are going to be magical stains that appear over time. (laughs) Um, Some of your stuff, even if you're having the opposite sex will still be gender neutral enough. It's like sleepers, right? Yeah. So definitely go through your box regardless. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maeve came home in one of Finn's sleepers. I had a cute one of Freya's and Maeve threw up in it. And so she, I was, I had an extra one, like some of my backups were of Finn's um, cause I was pulling from both boxes. And so she came home in a blue teddy bear sleeper. Which it totally works when you're teeny tiny, right? Yeah. Car- Caroline up. had ones of the boys wore, right? Oh, I'm pretty sure Maeve right now is wearing some of Finn's clothes. Like it doesn't matter. You have it. Why not wear it? Right. Like, um, but like, it's just the, all, all of the stuff, right. If you're cleaning your parts, if you have a breast pump, you want to clean and sanitize, or if you need new stuff for that, if you have, if you're, you want to get together like postpartum care kit so that you have stuff available. If you want to make padsicles, if you want to make meals, um, like some freezer meals and batch cook a whole bunch of stuff before the baby comes so that it's, you know, mealtime is easier. Have doing all that, finding that amount of time when you have a child already is hard. And then you throw into the mix. If you're a working mom as well, you're working a job, a full-time or a part-time job, or you're in school, like, all of that takes up time as well. Like it's just a constant drain. So finding the actual logistical time to prepare is, it's just like, oh, and then throw in you're tired, <laughs> like, because you're growing a human. It's just like, <laughs> how am I going to get this done? Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming. I, I tend to make lists and then I, I did it over like a longer period of time. So like I kind of set things up early and then some of the stuff that I had to do right before the baby was born I did it then but like if I could set something up really early I I did I think too one of the you know we're, we're talking about all these challenges but there are great things about being you know ha- being pregnant while you're when you have a child already and I think one of them is when you're having your second child you kind of or have been able to filter out what works for you, what you liked in your postpartum period, or what you liked when you were pregnant, you know, you have that experience that you can kind of just pick up where you left off being like, I know I like this, or I know this feels good, or I found this really useful, um, to help me recover in my postpartum. It's just, you have these benefits. So you, you can kind of just jump in and be like, Oh, I need, you know, that I need witch hazel. I know I need witch hazel and I know I need this type of pad, like almost makes things a little bit easier because you know exactly what you need to, you can walk into a store and be tunnel vision. And this is, this is what I need. And I'm only getting this. Um, you can probably buy it online too. And just have it order to your house. Yeah. That's the true. thing too. Uh, like organizing meals ahead of time like I've 
mentioned the meal trains that I liked and I had a friend set that up for me. That was absolutely awesome. And basically it's just someone signing up to drop a complete meal off to you on a specific date. Uh, so that's one thing that's easy to kind of organize so that you don't have to cook. Cause when, like we just mentioned earlier, you don't want to cook when you're pregnant and you got little kids around, like it's a lot harder. Um, and the other thing is too, like, there's some pretty awesome, like local, like catering companies and stuff that I find do like freeze freezer meals. Yeah. And, um, especially since the pandemic came out like there's a lot of catering companies that switch to doing like complete meals that people can just pick up and that's an easy way to have nutritious like home-cooked food and not have to cook it yourself yeah the the pivots you're right that's a really good point is that a lot of restaurants and catering independent catering spaces have made those pivots from you know in in space retail to home kits or frozen freezer meals. Yeah. That's a really good point, but it is. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of logistics to multitasking while having a baby and, um, being pregnant, but there is, it is also like, you know what you need. Um, so it is a good thing too, but it is a challenge just logistically finding the amount of time. And I think this kind of is, the story of being a mom in general, finding time for everything that we need to do in taking care of our children and taking care of ourselves, and, you know, all the, the things that are in the workload of motherhood. Um, and then being a working mom or in school, it's just, it's a logistical nightmare. To put it bluntly, yes. yeah, it is. It's just, you know, the, I never really believed in the saying, there's not enough hours in the day until I became a mom. Well, it's funny. I always laugh at how busy I was before I became a mom. And now I'm just like, oh my gosh. I've yeah. said that to Peter too. Like, imagine, like, wouldn't it be so nice to be as busy as we were before kids when we thought we were busy, but we weren't really busy. Yeah. We we're just yeah. busy in a different way. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So let's go on to our final challenge of being pregnant for the second time while taking care of a child. And this one is a big one. So it is about feeling emotional and irritable and having at times a lack of patience and that then spiraling into mom guilt because there's nothing worse than knowing that you need to be level-headed or calm in a situation and not being able to do it because your emotions are out of control because of your hormones, because hormones are so fantastic when you are pregnant. Oh yeah. Your hormones are going everywhere. <laughs> and yeah, it's definitely a hormonal time. A time, a time where like the smallest thing just kind of sets you over the edge. Right. So I I feel like it's kind of the spiral of motherhood, especially when you're hormonal, right? Like, and you have a child that's around and sometimes you just need quiet or you just want to break and you can't get it. And emotions are crazy. And we all know that when you're pregnant, you can be triggered into like this emotional breakdown by the smallest or 
like inconsequential thing. And then having that happen with your child can be very difficult to handle and cause you to spiral more or, you know, go into just feel guilty again about just, you know, losing your cool. It's just, it's hard to be so emotional while pregnant. And it's hard to be that emotional when you have a child with you already. Well, yes, when you're the primary caregiver and you're experiencing some feelings or you're getting upset really easily, it's, yeah, it's difficult because again, the guilt plays into everything, right? Because like if you lose it on your kid or you just start, even if you start just bawling and then the kid feels bad because they think you did something meanwhile they didn't or you know you feel like I just need a couple minutes by myself and you're like locked yourself in the bathroom because goodness knows you never get to pee alone right like yeah it's uh it's a challenging challenging time yeah like it's and then you sometimes those triggers can be like you can be touched out or you can just be exhausted or you could be in pain right there's all these different triggers that we have and you feel guilty when you can't control it knowing that you're you're trying to you're trying your best but it's just not happening um it's just it's hard it's hard and you're pregnant and sometimes, you know, we were always telling people you need to give yourself a little bit of grace. This whole mother thing, motherhood thing is all about giving yourself some grace and kind of acknowledging the way you're feeling and thinking and kind of processing things and having multiple kids is challenging, but it's also very rewarding. And, you know, being pregnant is challenging you know, and being pregnant when you're, you have the layer of motherhood on top of it is extra challenging. So therefore you just have to make sure you give yourself a lot of grace. Thank you for listening to this episode of that pregnancy podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at best life moms club until next time.